Psalm 89 and verse 26, He will cry unto me, Thou art my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. This is preacher Chris Christian, pastor of the Lewis Lane Central Baptist Church in Churchill, Tennessee, and I'd like to welcome you to uh, this edition of the Rock of My Salvation podcast. It's always our great joy and pleasure to come your way each and every opportunity that we have to do so, and we thank God for this privilege. Now, uh, again, I'd like to ask, if you would, that uh, you would not only like uh, the video, if it's a blessing to you, uh, in uh, uh, Facebook, if I share it on Facebook and that's how you get it, uh, uh, but that you would also like and, 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 sh and share and subscribe in uh, uh, YouTube itself if, if the podcast is a blessing to you. Now today on, uh, on the podcast we're going to be looking in Romans chapter number 5 and verse number 1. Just one verse of scripture, very simple thought. In Romans chapter 5 and verse number 1, and we read, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I'd like to speak to you just a few moments on the subject of being justified by faith. I thank the Lord that we are justified, and that word justified means that in the sight of God it is just as though we had never sinned. Not that we are uh, uh, justified in and of ourselves. not that we are uh, deserving of justification, not that we have uh, merited justification ourselves, but rather that justification has been granted to us by God. Therefore, being justified by faith. And uh, we can go back as we look at, uh, at justification. We can go back in, in, in the Word of God to the book of Genesis, and we have the record of Abraham, who is uh, called uh, the father of us all by faith. And we can look at Abraham and how that God called him out of Ur of the Chaldees and told him, said, Now, Abraham... I want you to get out of Ur of the Chaldees. I want you to go into the land that I shall tell thee of. And I want you to walk through the length and the breadth of the land. And I'm going to give that land to you and to your seed after you. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. And uh, Abraham got up and he went out and he went into that country. And the land of Canaan that God had told him about and that he had promised to him and to his seed after him. We come to Genesis chapter 15, and of course God had promised not only to give that land to Abraham, but he had promised to give it to his seed. And, but as of yet, Abraham had no seed. And, and he begins, uh, God speaks to Abraham and, and tells him, he said, Fear not, Abraham, for I am thy exceeding great reward. And Abraham begins to speak of the Lord, said, Lord, there's one born in my house, I have no seed of my own, but there's one born in my house. And this is uh, in Genesis chapter 15, and I'm kind of paraphrasing as I go along. But Abraham says unto the Lord, I have no seed of my own, but there's one uh, born in my house. This Eleazar of Damascus, my steward, and he's going to be my heir. And God tells him, said, no, this man's not going to be your heir, but you're going to have an heir of the fruit of your loins. It's going to be your own seed that's going to be your heir. And the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 15 and verse number 6, uh, speaking of Abraham, and he believed in the Lord, 
and he that is God counted it to him for righteousness. Why? Was it because Abraham got up and walked uh, through the length of the breadth of the land? No. Was it because that Abraham lived a righteous life, though he did? No. It was because that Abraham believed in the Lord. And so we are justified by faith. Thank God. We are found uh, uh, righteous before God, not because of what we do, not because of what we have done, not because of what we can do or will do, but because of what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary and because that we put faith and trust in him. And the Bible tells us again in Acts 13 and 3, he said, By him, that is by Jesus, all that believe are justified from all things. And so we're justified because we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm so glad of that. And, uh, of course, we uh, uh, all the time we quote uh, 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 we quote uh, uh, John three sixteen, and for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And the only way that we can have salvation, the only way that we can be justified in the sight of God, the only way that we can be counted righteous in the eyes of God is if we believe. On the Lord Jesus Christ, for by grace, Ephesians 2, 89 tells us, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And so it's by faith, and, and it's by belief in him. He said, therefore, being justified by faith. And now the Bible tells us, uh, beloved, in Habakkuk, Habakkuk, Habakkuk 2 and 4, the just shall live by his faith. As a matter of fact, there's four times altogether in the word of God that God declares that we are justified by faith. And the only way that we can be justified is by faith. We're, we're uh, As I said, we're told that in, in Habakkuk 2 and 4, and then we're told it again in Romans 1 and 17, then again in Galatians chapter 3, verse number 11, then again in Hebrews chapter 10, Verse number 38, and all of those, all four of those passages, we are told that the just shall live by faith. And, and it's by grace through faith that we're saved, and that not of ourselves. It's not, my beloved friend, through any uh, good works of our own. It's not uh, through any method or anything like that. It's not found in the baptistry. It's not found by living right, although I do believe that after that you're saved, I believe you, you, you'll live right, not, not to, to get saved, not to stay saved, not to be saved, but I believe that you'll live right because that you are saved. Ephesians 2 and 10 said, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works that God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So we are justified, my beloved friend, by faith. The scripture tells us we are justified by faith, without the deeds of the law. Those are the words of the Apostle Paul. And then we're told in John chapter 3 and verse number 36, He that believeth on the Son hath, right now, present tense, everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. And then again, we're told in John 5 and 24, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath, right now, present tense, everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. So the only way that we can get 
My beloved, justification is by faith and putting our faith and our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and that finished work of the cross of Calvary. You recall that is uh, uh, in the book of Acts as Philip, uh, the church has been scattered and, and uh, Philip has gone out. He was one of the original seven uh, deacons, but he's also an evangelist and he goes out after the church is scattered and after that, Paul, uh, that uh, Saul, Paul, when he was Saul, was making havoc of the church, and and the church was scattered, and uh, uh, Philip went out and 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 began preaching, and uh, he had been in a great revival uh, uh, up in Samaria, and the Bible tells us that the the Holy Ghost bid him to go toward Gaza, which is desert, and so he went that way. And there was there an Ethiopian eunuch, a, a, a eunuch of Candace of Ethiopia, Queen of Ethiopia, and he was sitting in his chariot and he was reading Isaiah 53. And the Holy Ghost told uh, uh, told Philip, said, go join thyself to this chariot. And so Philip runs up and he hears the man reading from Isaiah 53, the eunuch reading from Isaiah 53. And he asked him, understandest thou what thou readest? And the eunuch answered and said, How can I except some man should guide me? And the Bible tells us that Philip went up into the chariot with him and began there at Isaiah 53 and preached unto him Jesus. And by and by they came to a body of water. And the Bible said, the, the Ethiopian eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me that I might be baptized? And Philip answered and said unto him, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And the Ethiopian eunuch answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So Philip baptized him, and the, the Holy Ghost caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more, and the eunuch went on his way rejoicing. My beloved, the only way that you can be justified is by faith in the finished work of the cross of Calvary. And I thank God that he finished it. One of the cries that he made from the cross, uh, the next to the last cry, he cried out, Father, it is finished. And then he said, Into thy hands I commend my spirit. And he gave up the ghost. He finished the work that the Father had sent him to do. He paid my sin debt, and he paid your sin debt on the cross of Calvary. And you've got to put your faith and trust in it, in that finished work of the cross of Calvary, that shed blood, the work of Jesus Christ, we can't put our faith and our confidence in ourselves and what we can do, what we have done or what we will do, but only only in what Jesus did. That's the only thing that's going to count with God. And so we're justified by faith, my beloved, without the deeds of the law. And so and 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 truly, the only judge of work that we have is the law. I mean, uh, Paul said, uh, "I was alive without the law once, but." Uh, then the law came and sin revived and I died. And he tells us, he said, uh, he said, uh, 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 the law, the law slew me. He said, uh, he said, but the law said unto me, thou shalt not covet. And he said, he said, I was slain by the law. Why? Because the law brings conviction, my beloved friend, because none of us can live up to the standard that's given in the law. No man has ever been able to keep the law. No man has ever been able to work, my beloved, well enough to be able to be justified in the sight of God. The scripture tells us, Isaiah said, All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid upon him 
the iniquity of us all. And again, we're told by one writer that, that man at his best state is altogether vanity. Selah. There's not anything you can do. You can't be good enough, my beloved friend. You can't do well enough to be saved, but uh, that to be justified in the sight of God, to be righteous in the sight of God, it must come through and by the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the only way. It's only it's we're justified by faith without the deeds of the law, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. And so, beloved friend, we see that we are justified by faith. He said, therefore, being justified by faith, notice this, we have peace with God. I want to tell you, beloved, a justification by faith brings peace with God. We're no longer in enmity with God. And if you've never been saved by the grace of God, there's never been a time uh, that you've called on him for mercy. There's never been a time, uh, my beloved, that you've repented of your sin. There's never been a time that you've asked the Lord Jesus Christ to come into your heart and into your life and to forgive you of your sin and to save you, my beloved, then you truly don't have any peace with God. You're at enmity with God. That is, you're an enemy with God. But the Bible tells us in Ephesians 2 and 14, he said, for he, he, that is Christ, is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition that was between us. Then again, he tells us in Psalms 4 and 8, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. I want to tell you, there's only safety in the Lord. There's only security in the Lord. We have no security in and of ourselves. The Bible tells us, uh, uh, Solomon said in the book of Ecclesiastes, there is not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. And, and again, we're told in another place that your iniquities have separated between you and your God. My beloved friend, in our natural state, in our atomic nature, our atomic flesh, we are nothing but sinners in the hands of an angry God. My beloved friend, we're just sinners in the sight of God, and we cannot be justified in and of ourselves. Paul tells us again, he said, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He said, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. We are altogether become unprofitable. There is none righteous, no, not one. My beloved friend, we can be justified. We can have by faith, we can have peace with God when we are justified by that faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and that finished work of the cross of Calvary. He made peace, my beloved friend, between us and God. When we received what he did on the cross of Calvary, then and then he made peace for us with God the Father. Then again, we're told in Psalms 29 11, the Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Aren't you glad that you have that perfect peace that passeth all understanding? And the scripture said, the peace of God shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I'm so thankful Amen. As, as David has said here, again, as we quoted just a moment ago in Psalms 4 and 8, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. Thank God, aren't you glad that you can lay your head down upon your bed at night and you can go to, to sleep in peace 
knowing that everything's all right between you and the Lord, knowing that should God call in the middle of the night or should Jesus come in the middle of the night that you're ready to meet him, you're ready to go home, you've made preparation to meet the Lord. What a blessing that is. I want to tell you, beloved friend, there's a great feeling of peace in that. Thank God. He has given us peace between us and God, and he has given us a sense of peace and a knowledge of peace knowing that everything is 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 all right between us and our maker. What a blessing that is. I thank God for that so much. He said, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Notice this, through our Lord Jesus Christ. He's the only way, my beloved friend, that you can have peace with God. And it's not Jesus plus works. It's not Jesus plus anything else. It's not anything else. My beloved friend, it's, it's faith in Christ and Christ alone. It's peace with God through Christ and Christ alone, or there is no peace between us and God. It's only through and by him. He's the only way my beloved friend. And he tells us in, in, in uh, John 10 and 7, then said Jesus unto them again, verily, verily, I am the door of the sheep. And then he, he, he tells us, my beloved friend, in John 10 and 9, he said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Jesus said, I am the door of the sheepfold. Again, he tells us in John 14, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. He's the only way, my beloved friend. And he tells us, uh, tell, told them uh, there, the Jews in one place, in, in the Gospel of John, I believe it was, he said, except ye eat my flesh and drink my blood, ye have no life in you. And what's he saying there? Amen. He's telling us, my beloved friend, that we're going to have to accept his atoning death on the cross of Calvary. We're going to have to accept the shed blood, uh, my beloved, that he, that he shed uh, for my sin and your sin on the cross of Calvary. I'm here to tell you, beloved, it's still a, a blood-bought way. I believe in the blood-bought way. My beloved, still yet. Amen. The book of Hebrews tells us almost all things, but the law purged with blood and without shedding of blood is no remission. Again, if we go back and we study the uh, scriptures in the Old Testament, when uh, I can't remember exactly where it's at right now, but uh, when uh, 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 Moses, uh, uh, God commanded through Moses what the children of Israel were to do when they, uh, when they killed an animal to eat it, and they were to pour out the blood on the ground, said, don't you eat the blood. For it, for the life of the flesh is in the blood, and it is the blood that I have given upon the altar as an atonement for your sin. And so Jesus shed his life's blood, my beloved, uh, that we could have our sins washed away. And it's only through faith, my beloved, in his shed blood that we're justified in the sight of God and that we have peace through him. And it's through the Lord Jesus Christ and no other way. Scripture said, for none other name under heaven given among, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There is no other way, my beloved friend, that you can come to Christ. And it's not according to what the Catholic Church teaches, uh, uh, grace plus works. 
uh, 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 declaring that you have a part to do in your salvation. It's only through and by the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not by any kind of works of righteousness which we have done, but it's according to his mercy that we're saved. And, and we've got to put our faith and our trust in him and him alone if we're going to be saved by the grace of God. And there's no other way that we can be saved. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. You cannot put your faith and your trust, my beloved, in the church. You cannot put your faith and your trust in church membership. You cannot put your faith and your trust in any kind of work, in the baptistry or anything else like that, my beloved friend. And I'm here to tell you, beloved, insofar as that baptistry is concerned, it's not the water that washes away sin. It's the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Anybody teaching you anything different from that is teaching you a lie, my beloved friend. It's only through the, through the shed blood of the cross of Calvary that we're saved. It's only through and by the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did for us. And you can turn over a new leaf. You can do good all you want. You'll never be good enough in the sight of the Lord. And you'll never satisfy the righteous demand of a holy God. But if you'll put your faith and your trust in the Lord Je Jesus Christ, just simple childlike faith, and the finished work of the cross of Calvary, he's promised that he'd save you, my beloved friend. Amen. First Corinthians 15, uh, the Bible tells us there in verse, in, uh, verse number one of 1 Corinthians 15, Paul said, I declare unto you the gospel by which you're saved and wherein you stand. And then he goes on to tell us in, in, in uh, just a verse or two later, he said, for I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. The only way that you can be saved, my beloved, is just believe that simple gospel, the birth, death, burial, and the, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, Romans 10, 8, 9, and 10, he said, The word is nigh thee, even in thy heart and in thy mouth, which is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And he goes on to tell us in Romans 10, verse number 13, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I want to ask you, my beloved friend, have you trusted him? Have you trusted what Jesus did for you on the cross of Calvary? Oh, I want to tell you, he loved you, my beloved. He said, greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. And he, he's calling today, just as he called then in his earthly ministry, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest to your soul. Why don't you come to him today? But he, you know, he told that the Jews are in one place. He said, you will not come to me that you might be saved. I want to tell you, it's so sad today that so many have heard the gospel call. And uh, in, in, in this greatest country on the face of the earth, the United States of America, the gospel has gone out more and is going out right now more than anywhere else in the world. And, and uh, I, I believe that there are very few people within the United States 
that do not in some way, some fashion, some form, sometime in their life, hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It may be, uh, my beloved friend, that they don't hear a lot of it, but I do believe that they hear the basics, my beloved, and they're aware of the basics. And I want to tell you, there will be no excuse in the day of judgment if you don't receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and put your faith and your trust in Him on this side of life. And I'm asking you to do that, my beloved friend. But you know, He, he tells us in, in one place, He said, I've called and I've called, and you would not answer. He said, the day is going to come that you'll call and I'll not answer. And he said, I'll mock when your fear comes upon you. And he said, I'll laugh at you and your calamity. Why? Because you rejected, my beloved, the gift of his only begotten son, his darling baby boy that he, he gave for you as a, as a sacrifice, my beloved, to satisfy his holy wrath, my beloved, to satisfy the righteous demand of a holy God. He gave his only begotten son. And if you reject that, my beloved friend, then there's no hope for you. Nothing for you but hell and a lake of fire. And that's where you're going if you don't believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And how sad it is that so many hear, but they will not come, my beloved. They will not call upon him. And I've said so many times, and I'll say it again. You'll probably hear me say it again in the future, my beloved, that all that you have to do to go to hell is just don't do anything. Just don't believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Just don't cry out to him for mercy. Just don't receive, my beloved, the free gift of God. Just don't, my beloved, ask him to come into your heart and in your life. And you'll die lost and you'll go to a devil's hell. Why? Because you're a sinner. You were born in sin and shaping in iniquity. You were a sinner by birth, my beloved friend. And then not only were you a sinner, were you born a sinner, but you came to the age to know right and wrong, and you refused the right, and you chose the wrong. And so you became a willing sinner, not just a natural or a born sinner, but you became a sinner by choice. And so, my beloved friend, if you come down to the end of the way and you leave this walk of life with your sin still on your soul, my beloved friend, you cannot enter into the, into the portals of glory. Sin's not going to enter into that city, my beloved friend. And, and a righteous and a holy God has no choice but to commit you to hell, a place, my beloved, that was not prepared for man, but was prepared for the devil and his angels. But, oh, I want to tell you, beloved, that's where you're going to have to go if you die in your sin. Jesus said, if you die in your sin, where I am, there you cannot come. I'm begging you today, if you don't know him and the free pardon of sin, I'm begging you, would you ask Jesus to come into your heart and in your life? Believe that he died for you according to the scriptures. Believe that he was buried and believe that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures and, 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 and call upon him for salvation. And according to the word of God, as I quoted in Romans 10, 13, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He's duty bound and obligated to save you by his marvelous grace. If you'll call upon him and you'll genuinely mean it, my beloved friend, repenting of your sin and genuinely mean it and call upon him for mercy, he'll save you right now if you will. Well, beloved friend, for those of you that are saved, uh, we know that we are justified by faith. Thank God. And we have peace, my beloved 
through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What a blessing that is. I hope we've been able to say a little bit of something in this podcast that was a blessing to you. Until we meet again, God bless you, is my prayer.